Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Uh, we're also, though, going to chat about Botox today because um, Emer McLeisett had a really interesting, well, I thought it was a really interesting piece in the Irish Times. And just to give you a flavour, she says, I resent my friends for getting Botox. I don't resent my friends for wanting to look their best, but I resent them for making me look worse. What a horrible, petty, standard reinforcing stance, but I can't help it. So how can I maintain my very loose grip on being pro-aging if the people around me are actively anti-aging. And I want to chat about this today because I know for me it's certainly something I've considered. Um, I haven't had Botox, but it's not to say that I, I wouldn't get it. Um, but my, 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 not fear is too strong a word, but my concern about getting it is that I just know I won't stop. Once I get it, uh, once the crow's eyes at the side of my, or the crow's feet at the side of my eyes are gone, I know I'm going to want them to remain gone for uh, forever and I won't want them coming back in six months' time. So I want to chat to people today about this. Is it difficult to be, there probably was a time maybe over the last 10 years, maybe one or two of your friends or people in your wider circle had Botox but when the numbers start to shift and maybe you becoming in, in the minority who haven't had it, do you feel somewhat under pressure now to give up that pro-aging stance and just embrace it? 1800 453 106 is the number. Broadcaster Serena Bellissimo is with me on the programme today. Serena, do you feel under pressure to embrace Botox? No. No, and it's really funny. I really like yourself. I really um, liked Ema's piece and what she had to say. And it got me thinking and I was just like, well, maybe I feel the way I feel because the people I've surrounded myself with, and this is not a judgment call at all. Not at all, but the no. people, you know, my my mum, my aunties, so th- that older generation, um, my friends, I don't know any of us that have actually had Botox or even spoken about having Botox. Okay. But I think everyone has an issue, right? So for me, the face was never something I thought about because my mum never made a big deal about her face, right? So my mum never wore makeup. She only, I remember watching her makeup routine. It was lipstick and then she'd get the lipstick and put a bit of it on her cheeks and she'd use that as rouge and that was it, right? So makeup and all of that stuff has never factored into my life. But my issue is body image, right? So I think everyone has something they focus on. And for me, the face has never been a thing. So ageing, for me, was always looked at as a good thing. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Like I, I, and I think it's probably changed a little bit, Serena, over yeah. the past number of years. And maybe it's just because, you know, it's become more and more common to get I, Botox and fillers that maybe we just talk about it more. But I know it's certainly an active talking point within my wider circle of friends. And when did that happen? Did I'd that say happen in the past in your- year or two. Okay, so in your 30s. Yeah, mid-30s it kicks off. Yeah, because, you know, but you have heard the conversation where there's, you know, people in their 20s, males and females, starting to make changes to their faces. And I think your face is still sort of growing into what it's supposed to look like. So I think it's scary then. But the one good thing I will say is this was always happening, maybe not in the numbers that it's happening now, but it was always happening and no one spoke about it. And no one knew, like people, Ema says, you know, she feels, bad's the wrong word, but, you know, she's feeling pressure now because everyone's looking different. But back in the day, everyone was feeling pressure because everyone was saying it was natural. At least now we know that people are doing things to make themselves look 
ageless and timeless. And for me, I think the thing with Botox, even when, you know, I, I have heard people talking about it and I know people who have done it, but for me, there's something about your face. Your face is you. And when I see people with Botox, I just think everyone starts looking the same. And I think two of my idols, um, and of course they're Australians, but Kylie and Nicole Kidman, I think when they started doing Botox, that actually put me off Botox because you you lose that expression in your face, which I think is really important. Okay. And you, they started looking plastic. And I think maybe for me that was I saw that and went, okay, I'm running as far away from that as possible. And I also I know I was reading a piece the other day where someone was like, okay, this generation, it doesn't really matter if you all look the same. But I remember maybe I'm of the generation as well where it was actually really cool to be an individual. Mm. Now I feel like we're all molding into each other. And Okay. Let, let, let me bring in Serena as well. Stay with us if you don't mind. Audrey is joining us too. Audrey, do you, do you think more and more people are embracing Botox or maybe feel under pressure too? Well, Personally, I don't feel pressure to have Botox or filler or anything like that. I do use it. Yeah. Now, I haven't had it um, since before COVID lockdown and all that caper. But um, it wasn't like that. It wasn't something that people kind of spoke about before. Now, I mean, you only have to turn on your phone and ads are popping up, you know, special offers. Botox, you know, get 20% off, you bring a friend and, you know, it's really, you know, it's more common. encouraged kind of to get it. Um, it's more accessible. It's not just something that, you know, oh, the superstars have it done. Yeah. I'm going to get it or, you know, I can't have it because I don't have, you know, I'm not that person. But it's definitely more people talk about it, more people admit to having it done. I've noticed that an awful yeah. lot more on, on uh, you know, um, Instagram and various different people that I yeah. follow. More people are talking about it. So, so is that just then that the perception around it has changed? I think so. I think so. And like that, you know, before people weren't admitting to it and you're thinking like, why do they look like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you look five years I'm, younger yeah. all of a sudden? as you've, yeah. Exactly. But now you know what it is. You know who's had it done. Um, it's not a taboo subject anymore. It's uh, I don't think it's seen as being vain anymore. When I started getting it done, I was 27, 28. And people were thinking, oh, who does she think she is? Look at her getting her Botox and her fillers. And, you know, it's, you know you're being very vain. But I don't think it's vanity. Mm. You know, why not? If you can, if you're unhappy with how you look and you can change it, why not? Who are you hurting? Did many, were you, do many of your friends have it, Audrey? Um, I'd say half of my friends have yeah. it. Yeah. And like that, they would never have admitted to it before. And then when I said, well, this is what, you know, I'm going to get my Botox done on Tuesday or whatever. They'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, so am I. Like, ah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, once one person says it, you'll find a lot more people start saying, oh, yeah, I do too. So were you the first then? In your circle, yeah. you were. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. at 27, you, yeah. Yeah. See, I had lost a lot of weight, so I'd lost a lot of volume from my face. So I wanted my cheeks kind of, you know, back to where they they were. Um, you could see my crow's feet, you could see my frown lines. And I just wasn't happy with it. And I thought, you know, I can fix this. Why not? Go for it. 
And as time has gone on and more and more of, you know, well, not more of your friends or people, you know, have, have yeah. started to get Botox. Um, do you feel like, is it a case then I wonder that, because I'm probably in that remainder of the group and I, I'm not I'm not anti it at all, like n- yeah. not at all. But um, and I've often considered it, but I just I haven't got it for the fear of I'm afraid that if I start, you won't. I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, the effects of it last quite a long time. So it wears off on me really slowly. So I don't get it done as often as other people I know. Like the minute they see a frown line, they're straight back into the clinic going, get rid of it. For me, it, I, I'm not that fussy about it. I like to look fresh, but I mean, I've gone three years without it. You know, it hasn't got a hold on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? would, would, would you ever get it, Serena, or is it just an absolute no for you? Do you know, for me as well, it's a, a fear thing. I mean, I, I'm scared to take medicine. So the fact that I'd be injecting stuff into my face, I, I'd just be scared. I, don't, I, I know it's safe and it's been proven, but I just, no, for me, no. And again, I think it's because my face was never my priority. So, but it's no judgment on mm. anyone else. Um, Marie is on the line as well. Marie, I believe you you work in the industry. Do you think there's, well, can you give us an idea how, how much more common or more popular is it? Um, it it's the stigma surrounding, especially non-invasive procedures, it, it really, you know, it's petering out. It kind of no longer exists. And I think the phraseology, because I hate the phrase anti-aging. So I think that has been kind of transferred to the phrase more proactive um, aging. Um, because it doesn't have to be injectables. I mean, there's a, there's a huge focus now since Zoom Boom, like on skin health, skin rejuvenation. That's like a major trend in aesthetic medicine. So like the injectables, uh, definitely on the up, and we would see it um, in relation to the men most of all, like around 2018, say 10% of the anti-wrinkle market would have been men, and that would be up to between 15 and 20% now. In so terms of the number of more men going to yeah, get, okay, yeah, absolutely, yeah, couples coming in, married couples coming in, it's it's all proceeds. I, I I presume like there's a there's a lot like, there's a lot of variables here. So the time spent on Zoom, like social media, influencer culture, all this kind of thing. Like one of your earlier speakers there was saying, like if you oh, if you take out your phone, it's popping up everywhere. Mm. So uh, there was I presume there was, like going back a few years, there would have been kind of a fear as well, or you know, a reticent in relation to getting work done whereas it's become much more normal place but by saying that though and this is my constant thing because I'm always on the side of the patient is that even though it's becoming much more commonplace on your phone and stuff please like please please do your research in relation to who you go to and you know consult with you know your family your friends word of mouth all the decisions like it's it, and again I always say this no form of um, aesthetic uh, surgery is to be taken lightly. So every time you're putting a syringe into your face, you at least want to know where you're going. But there's no regulation in this country. There's no regulation in this country. And so what I'm saying is, please don't base your decisions based on price. Do your research. And this is, this is where my, my problem, like I launched Ireland's, believe it or not, first um, cosmetic surgery magazine, Rejuvenate, about 15 years ago. Maura Duran was the editor and we launched it on the late, late. And we've been looking for, uh, uh, regulation or some sort of regulatory, there is a regulatory body, but some sort of regulation to protect 
um, patients ever since then and nothing, effectively nothing has happened. So this is my constant thing with mm. patients, do your research. If you make a decision, if you sit down as an adult and make your decision, um, you know, and do your research and you make sure that your practitioner, uh, you know, has performed the, whatever it is you're getting done multiple and hundreds and hundreds of times and you get recommendations, reputation, experience, their technology, everything. You need, you need to ascertain this before you do anything. Yeah. And that, if oh, I, yeah, no I, one that's at least be aware of that yeah absolutely but it's amazing it's amazing how many people don't do that like there's a huge thing now in relation to that the stats are showing that you know demand for sex treatments is now highest amongst 25 and 40 year olds Mm. so price can be an issue for the lower end of that age group and decisions are being made on price. Yeah. And that I know, and look, I note. think you've, you've certainly yeah. made the point. Uh, no one and do yeah. your research and know where you're going. Uh, stylist yeah. um, Marita Dorn is, is joining us as well, Marie. Marita, do you think a lot of people feel like the odd one out if they don't embrace this now in their late 30s? Well, it's funny because I've never really thought about it until I read Emer's article because I have friends from school and then I have friends from work so they would be classed as my adult friends and then I have my school friends. My friends from work, my adult life, lots of them have, get Botox, like myself. I, 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 love, I love it. Now, I would get it very, I would get it often, but very little dosage. So it's very hard to tell. So that's my kind of thing. Now, I never thought about it before, what my friends in school, because there's six of us on a group chat. Now, they know that I do, I've been getting it done, but I don't think they've ever, I think they, they get a good laugh out of us and they certainly are curious, but I don't think for one moment that they resent me and that they feel under pressure because I'm getting it done that they must get it done. Yeah, like, were you the first in, in, of that group? Oh, Marietta? absolutely. Yeah. I, was the, uh, I was the first of our school friends group to have a baby. And I was the first to get Botox. So I like to think I'm a bit of a trailblazer. But I've never <laughs> thought about them resenting me until I read Emer's article. And I'm like, wow, I need to open up this discussion. Now, I know a few of them, they are very much into their skincare like myself. And by the way, I wouldn't like to be classed as anti-aging because I get Botox. I'm very pro-aging. Yeah. And anything that makes you feel like you look better, I'm all for that. You can you know, be both, though. You can be both. You can be both. But I just think there is this, now that we're chatting about it, there is probably this two-tier system where the people that don't get Botox, do they resent the girls that do or the guys that do? Well, now, I-, I was laughing at you earlier, Andrea, because I'd say you're on the cusp of dipping your toe in like I was many <laughs> years ago because I had two crows. Well, to be honest, I am, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, and, you know, and what's wrong with no, it? No, I, 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 like I, I have no judgment at all because it, it's absolutely something that I've I've considered but I know that I have that kind of a personality that if I start it, I'm all in. That's it. Oh, yeah, you know, well, it's like the hair extensions were five years later and you know, there's just no <laughs> rowing back. And oh, I, yeah. you know, and I and I know that I know that that's my personality. So I have the fear of starting because I am afraid that I won't be able to stop. But I'm also conscious that when I look at friends, now when we go to weddings and we're at group events and we're all together, the numbers are slightly more tilted in terms of those that have that don't. 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I'd say the school reunions as well. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm going to bother going. I'm actually in October, <laughs> 20 years on. <laughs> I'd well, be the I only know. one who looks my age. But that, I yeah. think that it, that it, I think that it, it is something you know, like uh, you know, it was there was certainly a time where you might only know one person, but I mean that's not the case now. No, no, and certainly I don't mean everybody in my circle gets Botox, but I would know a lot of ladies, and I know a few guys that do have it done, and that would be their thing. For me personally. I could never go without my VHI or my Botox. That's where I'm at. It's my little treat. But now it's not to say that it's the end all and be all, but I do feel better. And I can, I do leave a bit of space between them, but I don't like to get this big dosage. I think something subtle, very, very subtle works really well for me. Isn't isn't that though, Marie, what, like everybody wants the kind of, natural, you know, sort of Botox. Look, they want people to at least kind of question whether or not they have it. They can't be sure if they do have it, but, you know, there's a a doubt in their mind. Maybe they're just looking really well and they're well rested. Is Marie there? (laughs) Like, Audrey, is is that something you notice from your, your friend, you know, your friend group when when you're getting Botox? It's the balance of it. Probably, yeah. Like, I'd be the same that I, when I get it done, it's very, very subtle. I look like I've had a nice week in the sun and, you know, feet up doing nothing. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, like, I've never had anybody say to me, oh, my God, your face. What have you done to it? How much Botox have you had? How much filler have you had? Like, it's not that obvious. So, you know, I don't. It's hard to get, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> there's a, a text in from a listener who says, I got Botox for deep forehead lines, but natural faces with the odd touch-up is actually fine. Perfection of the face is a slippery slope, says this listener. Uh, Michael has gotten in touch. The lady is so right about Botox, especially in the face. Once you start, um, you start and when you do stop, just like tattoos. My wife wants to do it this year, but I said, you're crazy. Uh, but go ahead if you want. And this lady, again, is correct in reference to faces looking alike when Botox is used too much. It's a no from me anyway, says Michael. Another listener, it's not normal. 100% female narcissism and shallow personalities. Women at 30, see, they've hit a wall. They can't, can't get the men they could at 25. It's just another way that women are fake. There you are. That's the view of one listener. David, though, he says, value who you are as a person instead of surrender, surrender to your hidden shallows and corporate marketing, according to David. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're asking, do you resent your friends for getting Botox? Does it, well, make you feel like perhaps you should maybe consider the job? Pierce is with us uh, on the line today. Pierce, are you in favour or have, have you embraced Botox? No, they haven't embraced it now, but I'm just thinking, like, that's just not something that sort of, how would you say it? Like, women have been going on for years now, they want everything, right? And I've got now the Botox, they're not making a joke of women's freedom sort of thing. Like, they're being what they're not there. I know it's men and women are getting mm. 
we're all starting to look maybe a little bit similar. Yeah, well, to me, it's about fake. Like, you know, it's like you, well, I don't do the Tinder or the online dating thing, but like you get fake profiles now. Now we're getting fake people. I just would like your views on that. I mean, what do you think? So your point is that you think by getting Botox, it'll, it just makes people look fake. Yeah. I got you right. Yeah, like everybody's starting to look the same. Like, you know, the big lots, the, just just, everything looks so fake and like nobody looks natural anymore. Do you agree with that, Kieran? Oh, yeah, um, I was just saying, I suppose one of my pet hates is that when I'm watching TV or movies, and I suppose a lot of people um, do look the same, but with regards to acting, I think when people start getting a lot of Botox and a lot of filler, um, it's, it's very difficult for them to act. Their, their face is almost no emotion, and you're kind of wondering, why have they been cast in this role? Like, they're trying to display happiness, sadness, anger, and their face looks exactly the same, regardless of the scene or the condition. Um, so just in, in that regard, I find it really great. When you're watching, yeah, like on Netflix or movies, so many, yeah, so many actors have it. This. So there's there's a, a scene where the person is emotional or about to cry, but their face has just remained exactly Yeah, the same I will agree 100%. Like, I'll give an example. If, you, if anybody watched The Fall, I'm not going to main, or name the main character, the female character, but at the very start, you could tell she had Botox. Right. But as the as the follower, the series went on, you could tell the Botox was actually just reducing, reducing, reducing each time. Would Would you know, Kieran? Do you reckon you could? Like, I mean, would you know? Do you know people that have had Botox? Or I, I take it you haven't had it yourself. Uh, no, um, I'm a man in my thirties, so I don't know. I don't know how common it is in that demographic. Well, we, we just found um, out a little. Uh, my friends, we just no. found out a little earlier. It's um, yeah, well, there's been an increase, all right, yeah. There you go. Um, I wonder if that kind of top down is that people seeing it in films and seeing these people, um, and then is that does that normalise it or is it kind of just happening because people are finding out their friends with it? But to the best of my knowledge, none of my friends have it. Do you think they'd tell you? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe not after hearing me here giving out about it on the radio. <laughs> I was talking to a friend a little earlier who tells me that they don't know anybody with Botox. But I, I actually reckon that a lot of people who have it, probably for this very reason in this discussion, d- don't tell or don't talk about it. Maybe those yeah, with... Yeah. I suppose like well, every town has a, a salon or something that does it. So, I mean, people are getting it done. Um, I don't necessarily have an issue with people getting it done. That's not really... No. Uh, my, my bugbear is just when, when actors have it. So for certain roles where maybe I think you need your face to express emotion where people have gone overboard on it and then got the next step, which is fillers and things like that there. And it, they're playing a role and you can't see any emotion on their face. I just find that absolutely ridiculous. And I wonder, you know, why did they get cast? And why mm. even, you know, some, get somebody else to play the role that has the use of their face. Uh, listener here says um, I don't feel I should copy what everyone else is saying I don't want to get any Botox I would be more worried about the effects of the ingredients I am at this stage of my life only trying to get rid of the wrinkles inside what I mean is acceptance of my life really with being happy with myself and how I achieve this uh, through meditation healthy diet exercising walking etc I do every week buy moisturiser for the face and body so I moisturise every day and all of that is down to personal discipline says this texter another listener totally 
totally ridiculous comment. You can't be pro-aging and get Botox. Each to their own if they want to get it. But let's be realistic. And this listener has got in contact to say it's kind of funny how women are saying that they're getting it so they can look better. But all the men so far seem to think that it makes women look uglier. There you go. The view of one listener today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.